rules. Alright, welcome to episode 34 of Who the Hell is This For? Today we are reviewing a tie pick. Uh, so I went with a horror favorite of mine, because Jeff actually, Jeff suggested it. He said, we should do that movie that you're always talking about, Tyler. Um, really you're always talking that, about Jeff. it? He said it a lot. I have said it a lot. Huh. He's given it as his uh, Who the Hell is This For? like three different times. This is true. But yeah, so we are reviewing Black Mountainside, a little indie film which... I can appreciate. Apparently not everyone can. Need to be a little more intelligent. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. It's like Rick and Morty, man. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> but before we get into that, since uh, Peek Behind the Bathrobe, we are re- uh, recording this back-to-back with our John Wick episode. Do you say curtains instead of bathroom? No. That makes you sound like you're a flasher. That's the point. Uh, you peek behind the curtain and see how the sausage gets made. We talked about this already. Peek behind the curtain. What if I say kimono? It's classier. Hospital dress. <laughs> oh, it's already open. <laughs> That'd be more of a peek on the back. Yeah, the peek hospital. Peek around the hospital. Peek around girl. the hospital again. <laughs> All right, that's the new. <laughs> you just heard the birth of a new phrase. <laughs> All right, but anyway, so we record this back-to-back with our John Wick episode, so we haven't watched anything since then. Uh, by this time, I will have seen Detective Pikachu, though, next week. So we're going to get into our most anticipated yeah. movies of the summer. Yes. Catherine, I believe you might yeah. have a list. Okay, so starting with, like, ones that are already out, too, I put down Longshot, the one with, uh... I'm here to Yeah. I think it'll be funny. And then this week, The Hustle comes out. Is that with Rebel Wilson and mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Not really? I just don't think it's going to be good. That, I, that one could be good or could be very bad. Yeah. And then Detective Pikachu, John Wick 3, A Dog's Journey. No. Didn't that already come out? No, that was A Dog's, a dog's Purpose. This is the sequel. Oh, but same dog. Or same spirit of dog, right? I think no. so. Did they abuse more dogs in the filming of this one? Who <laughs> oh, We're gonna do two. Oh, oh. I just. Two, we're gonna get canceled. Two sad dog movies back to back, and John Wick and a dog's yeah. journey. Uh, Aladdin is this month. Who uh, nobody is excited for. I, I can't say I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm way more looking forward to Lion King than Aladdin. Aladdin uh, just looks bad. Shortly I, after Aladdin is Rocket Man. Ooh. Okay. No, I, just, I think it'll be good, but man, what's with the biopics? I feel like they're always around, though. Are like, they? Yeah, about every year, every other year, there's some mm-hmm. like origin story from yeah. some famous band. I feel like it's, as soon as a band, they're they're not more like high bands, profile, but like. Reti- yeah, retires. And is that Elton John done with tours now? Yeah, he's on his uh, well, he's, he's on his farewell tour right now. Yeah, but Metallica's done that like a ton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I trust Elton John to commit to his retirement tour a lot more than Metallica. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Because Billy Joel's Metallica's just gonna keep doing shit until they turn to dust. Like, well, and but, run themselves into the ground. So Metallica might be a bad example, but lots of people have done that, where they've done retirement tours and then they continue touring after that. So I don't know that I think that Elton John's like actually done. I think he's just like this. I could be done, and then we'll see after this if I want to keep going or not. Yeah. Uh, shortly after Rockman is Spider Man, Despicable Me Two. What? Wait, what? <laughs> what? I would say, a sequel? No. The same day as Rocket Man and Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah, I was going to say, that one got skipped over. Men in Black? Oh, yeah, that's it. Are they still calling it Men in Black? Yeah, yeah, it's Men in Black, Black International. International. Okay. I'm excited about that. I like Men in Black. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think this will be good. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson have insane fucking chemistry. Toy Story 4. Same day as Child's Play. Yeah, that's right. Child's Play. Did you see Child's Play's new marketing? Yeah. Uh, it's a poster, and it's implied that Chucky just murdered Woody. Oh, shit. Uh, 
I just like the idea that they're like, let's go see that kids movie, and someone's like, what's it called? I'm like, I don't. It's like about toys. Oh, it's Child's Play, and they go into that one. At least one story. person in the world Will is be. going to make that mistake, yeah. and it's going to be great. Is uh, the Child's Play movie actually going to be great? Jury's still out. We don't know. But it's going to be different than Toy Story 4. This is true. Okay. And Mark Hamill's going to be voicing Chucky, so at the very least, I'll see it for that. Then is Lion King in July. And then wrapping up the summer with... I believe you skipped over uh, Midsommar, the follow-up from Ari Aster, director of Hereditary. Oh, it's not? No. Weird. That's uh, probably because they don't expect anything from it. Oh, fuck. Um. <laughs> Wrapping up the summer. I mean, when is A24 not anything good? <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't won any awards, so. The, like, first week of August has the new Dora movie, which looks Oh, yeah, live action Dora. Stupid. No. Oh. I have someone. Get into it. That I see on the daily at work. Spill the tea, sis. That's, like, really, <laughs> that's really into Dora. And I feel if you're going to remake Dora or make another Dora, it needs to be just like making Toy Story 4, redoing Lion King, you know, like whatever. The key parts of the originals are still going to be really in it. And I feel like with Dora, you're going to lose that. I feel, I, I feel like Dora, like, they, they don't know what they want to do with it. Like the people, like. Is she even going to ask the audience where things are? I mean. <laughs> Like, cause like, is she gonna have an anthropomorphic backpack? <laughs> I mean, probably not. Exactly. Yeah. So no. But is boots going to talk? If I was like, do you hey, want boots? Do you want to go see Dora? Yes. And then <laughs> we go and watch Dora. Watch Dora, cause that's not Dora. Yeah, she like, would. She would she, be upset. Yeah. Um, and Hobbs yeah. and Shaw. Yes. Oh hell yeah. I, I'm moving that we make Hobbs and Shaw a what like one of our first uh, leave a theater and do an episode about I'm it. I'm super down to it. I would yeah. love to start doing that. That'd be August second. Mark calendar. Do some new release ones. Yeah. There's a couple that are also coming out that uh, I think look good. Have you guys seen the one about it's called Yesterday, where everybody forgets all the Beatles songs and only one guy remembers them? Hello. 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 I think that looks good. I don't. Oh, the other one that's coming out in June is the new Tarantino, or July. I mean, oh yeah, oh, July yeah. Tarantino. We are getting that in June. Uh, no, it's July. July. I said it wrong. Uh, oh. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. July twenty sixth. I was trying to see if there's anything else. New Mutants is supposed to come out August second. New Mutants is never is. coming out. Yeah. How long is it supposed to be? Have come. Uh, um, like I think it's supposed to have been out a year now. or two. Yeah, Why? this was March fifteenth of this year that this article was written. Because of like editing uh, or. Well, one they were doing, I believe they were doing reshoots and editing, and it's then production hell. Yeah, it got stuck in production hell forever, and then it uh, then Disney bought Fox, and that finalized and. They said they were still going to release it, and then it was said that it was going directly to Hulu. So this movie is just having the production from hell, and I don't believe it's ever actually coming out. There's a uh, little indie film coming out in uh, December. <laughs> Part of a series. <laughs> nice, nice little indie trilogy wrap-up. Yeah. All right, should we get started? I think you talk about the ones I'm excited for. What do you excited I'd say you have It Chapter 2 in September. Ghouls. You're gonna get uh get the Dead Don't Die from Jim Jarmusch, uh, featuring Adam Driver with an award-winning performance with a single word, ghouls. And uh, then obviously Midsummer in uh, in the summer. July. July. I think yeah, because it was August and got moved to July. They bumped that up an entire month, which is insane. But yeah, so it's. I mean, there's something for everybody this summer. Really excited. Midsummer, I think, would be another good one for us to do an episode over. Or we just do our Hereditary episode finally. That's what I should have picked. I'm so I, surprised. Yeah. Uh, Hereditary, Halloween 3. I know. That's well, I couldn't decide between both of them. Jeff was like, hey, you always talk about Black Mountain side. I was like, ah, there we go. You've <laughs> taken the burden of responsibility off of me. <laughs> oh, man. And it's prime for debate. Right. <laughs> it is prime for debate. It, it is. It is. It is. Should we go ahead and get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's give a uh, a brief look on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> about this movie. Do you tomato meter. 
does not exist for this movie. Uh, the audience score is a right 34%. Again, Rotten Tomatoes is not a measure of quality. Ooh. Rotten Tomatoes is just a measure of... That could have uh, been a lot of internet trolls. Of worldwide... Or overall... Yes, there has been a calculated yeah. response to, to dump this movie. With a whopping <laughs> total of four reviews. <coughs> total. Four. Yeah. Black Mountainside, dot, 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 is a great surprise. Well, that's positive. It is a great surprise. Uh, dot, 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 the tone is inconsistent, the plot meandering, and the whole film is just way too long. I don't know. I don't think it was too long, and I don't think the tone... I mean, I the, the tone, tone is the same consistent. all the way through. Yeah. Now, uh, the, the plot's really not very plotting, so... Yeah. I mean, it kind of sticks on what's with happening the whole movie. So also my critiques for what it did do well. <laughs> I tried to Google to get more reviews. Yes. You have to Google Black Mountainside movie. And there's <laughs> nothing. In the year. <laughs> and please. <laughs> and yes, I'm sure. Uh, so, IMDB has it at a 5.1 out of I mean, that is, this is one that it's not going to land with a lot of people, but if it lands with you, it's very good. I I love this movie. I think this is just a symptom of indie movies, and especially indie horror, being insanely underseen. Add four reviews, and you can hardly find anything about it on Google. Most people are going to find this either by word of mouth or stumbling across it on Amazon, and they're like, oh, I'll check something new. But this, it's still... I love this movie. I know it's not for everybody, but I think it is. It's better than so many things that get wide distribution. Did you know the cast and crew actually lived in the cabins where the film was shot? They had no internet connection or cell service. Yeah, it's it's insane. This uh, is a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Like, like, you know, like paranormal uh, activity. (laughs) It happened. Real life, the Deer God. I mean, I the Deer God is what I said when I was watching this movie, <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> is this movie popular with your horror buddies? Yes. Okay. In the the horror club that I'm in, I actually picked this for one of our screenings, and it went over really well, except for one guy who just like he had just watched the thing. He's oh, like, well, well, that's the same movie. <laughs> And I, I do think it is a lot different than the thing, but obviously, like, that's going to be a major comparison, constantly. So, do you want to get into what it did well? We're yeah, all I mean, looking at Catherine for the green yeah. light. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were, we were sitting here just yeah. like, So, why don't you start off and tell us what you like about it? What you so, what I really, really like about this movie is it does... It's just over 90 minutes. And it, it builds tension throughout that really well, and it doesn't, like you said, the beginning is a bit slow, but for me that works for the movie, because as soon as the first thing starts to happen, you just have a chain from thing to thing to thing, and the time between them is getting shorter, and it helps a really un, helps the feeling of this downward spiral that everybody is experiencing. What was our very first thing? Uh, when he throws up on the table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, before that, the cat gets killed. That's That was yeah. the first thing. I mean, he calls him up, he's like, hey, did you kill this cat? Nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> do we, uh, who do we think actually killed the cat? He did. I, yeah, I know, he 100% did. He was being told, told, yeah, was being told to, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then the other guy throws up on the table. Uh, Kurt Russell style. <laughs> This hateful eight. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I just if you if you haven't seen this movie, basically, because I we didn't uh, do I guess summary. we didn't do a plot summary, and I can't imagine a lot of people are going to go out and watch this one on my recommendation alone. Uh, but it is a group of researchers up in Canada who are looking. They're archaeologists, and they uncover what they believe to be a temple. It's basically just some structure. And it's a structure, like, out of time that shouldn't have been there for as long as it was. And they bring up uh, Tyrion Lannister to come and check out their site to try and get more funding. This guy looks like... He uh, does. He looks like a full-grown Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Um, But... Anyway, so as they start to... (laughs) Full-grown. 
<laughs> Come on. As they continue their research, uh, things start to get weird. People are getting sick. Shit's bubbling up under people's skin. They're having to cut arms off. One guy cuts his own hand off. Uh, and then they start to see a deer god that's speaking to them at night, telling them to do things. I was under the impression that was a Wendigo. So that's... A what? A Wendigo. I, I can't decide if it is or not. Um, I, that's why I was having it fresh. I'll probably just tweet at the director. He started following us. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it was just supposed to be just some, like, Inuit god, but I think okay. very easily could you could cross that over with Wendigo. Yeah, I, like it could have gone either way. Yeah. So to help me out, what's Wendigo? What's Wendigo? So it's like a. Uh, <sighs> so it's like a Native American myth. It's kind of like, like a, a shaman spirit. Cannibal. Uh, a lot of it has to do with cannibalism, and it they can either become a Wendigo by. Um, by, they, they by have, eating human flesh. And they become like a shapeshifter. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they're often seen as like a human-animal hybrid. So mm -hmm. when it's like the, deer standing on its hind legs. Like the that. most traditional uh, appearance for a Wendigo is like a tall, like thin person with a deer skull head. Yeah, so. Okay. Um, Where, what other movies in her books or whatever where oh, I've seen this. Well, it's, cemetery. Yeah, it's in the books of Pet Cemetery. Okay. And uh, it's kind of revealed that that's what's driving everything in Pet Cemetery and why shit's coming back from the ground, coming back sour. Ravenous touches on the Wendigo a little bit. It doesn't do the uh, it doesn't do the doesn't do justice to the deer head shaman style Wendigo, but it uh, has Guy Pierce fighting a oh. uh, Greasy little dude that likes to eat people. So <laughs> he makes that noise at some point. Oh, no. very studied. <laughs> and then my buddy, uh, my buddy JD, his company, Large Arc Films, they're actually working on their short right now called Wendigo. That's eventually going to become a feature next year. And so there's not a lot of Wendigo, especially in film. There's not a lot of Wendigo representation. It's weird to say it like that, but you don't see the Wendigo used often. Uh, but I think it's primed for a lot of good use. And so it could be, you could maybe call this a Wendigo movie, maybe not. It's a little more on the psychological kind of cosmic side. Yeah. And to get it back to what I like, Lovecraft and cosmic horror is so hard for people to do on film correctly. And this movie, in my opinion... It captures that really well of people going insane and trying to understand understand things that they are not meant to understand, um, all due to this thing that they have covered and are now trying to comprehend. And so, just the fact that they're trying to comprehend it is what drives them insane. Basically, kind of yeah. Idea. And then obviously they they throw out the idea that this could be bacteria driving them all insane. You're you're presented with the option that they've all got cabin fever. Which, they're all hallucinating the same thing, so probably not. Uh, they're all infected with this bacteria that was unearthed with it, or there is actually a deer god tormenting all of them. And I like to view it as, I like to take it for what it is, and that they have actually uncovered something, and that there is this deer god that is now, like, they've awoken, and have now, are dealing with things way, way beyond their control. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that they... I think that they had unearthed the deer god, and then he cursed them with the like the bacteria, mm -hmm. like a plague almost. Yeah, and like bear traps. <laughs> well, they put the bear traps out there. Well, well, the, not them, but the, before, like in the 1930s or something. They said yeah. All oh yeah, natives. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let me ask you this: We're kind of diving into plot. Why? Do you guys think the deer god is vengeful against them? Like, because they're... So we're operating under the deer god actually being the deer god. Yeah. And I think... I think it's just a... It's pissed off it was woken up. It's, you, you wake up an ancient god, and... Uh, like, as it kind of says... Because they're trying to research and they're trying to study. And as the... Dear God says to them, it's, were you there when this was, cre when I created the stars, when I created this? 
and it's just like, you don't fucking get it. You don't understand yeah. this. I'm going to murder you because yeah. of this. I think it's interesting because one of my critiques of the film is, and maybe why you like it, is I needed maybe a little bit more clarity on why the dear God is vengeful. Mm-hmm. Like, I needed maybe one more motivation. Like, if it's just straight up evil and it just wants to punish people because it's evil, that's different than, like, it got unearthed and it's just mm-hmm. being vengeful because it got unearthed versus, like, did they unearth it, and then they were also disrespectful, or they did something else? Right. So maybe, know? maybe did like learn some backstory that like that's what happened to those Mesoamericans. They started to question the deer god, so mm-hmm. he became vengeful, yeah. wiped them out, yeah. and now that he's being questioned again. And I, I think it has a lot to do with just so the the biggest thing in cosmic horror is the idea that the old gods, the things that have existed since before time, they don't care about us. They do not, they don't acknowledge humanity's presence. We are essentially bacteria to them. But as soon as we start to try and make contact, fuck with that, try to understand that, we either go insane or draw attention to ourselves and then it's it's no different than, like, us stepping on a bug. And then the old gods have... They make their mind up, and they're like, all right, well, fuck that guy in particular, because he's made himself known to me. So it's just like a... It's their nature thing mm-hmm. to be... They're not even being vengeful. They're just removing something that they don't want. Exactly. All right. I mean, I don't know that I... I still think I have problems with it, but I think I understand where it's coming from. I'm just... I'm... I'm a big-time Lovecraft guy, big cosmic horror guy, and there's there's not enough of it that does it nearly as well as this does. And because, I mean, some of our best Lovecraft adaptations to date, they're still kind of campy, and they don't get into the more cosmic, uh, ethereal side. Can you use some examples? Uh, Reanimator okay. is one. From Beyond is another. And From Beyond gets a little more cosmic, but it's still kind of campy. But anything like yeah, Castle Freak is another one. These are all made by the same guy. But Banshee Chapter is another one, and that one gets a little more cosmic, but still, like, through half the movie, you have a guy doing a Hunter S. Thompson impression. Do you think, and, and I apologize because I'm not as deep of a, a horror aficionado, so I haven't seen this if you're talking about, do you know if there's, like, a modern in or mainstream attempt that either did or did not do it very well? Oh, man. I'm... Like, I assume Arrival doesn't count. No, Arrival doesn't. Because it's not really, like... The Void. The Void is more the, like, gooey, like, tentacly side of Lovecraft. Uh, but it's... Oh, fuck. I'm a dumbass. Annihilation. Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. I was, I did think of that as a comp for this movie, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and Annihilation is the same type of thing, and that's an example of cosmic horror done very, very well. Okay. Um, even though if that one's a little more sci-fi than straight-up horror. Sure. Does that man bear pick? It does. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and that's, cosmic horror is probably my favorite type of horror. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think it makes sense why you like this thing. Yeah. Uh, do we have any other stuff we think this did well or stuff we like about it? Um, I thought the uh, gore effects were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, especially uh, the limbs being chopped off. Limbs being chopped off. I thought it was pretty gnarly that the arm didn't get chopped off in one swing. So you had to hack at yeah. it. When the arm is my favorite effect in the movie. I, I liked when they just opened the door and the dude's hand was cut off yeah. and he's just at the table. I like when they're wrestling him to the table and he's just kind of like nubbing at him. Yeah. yeah. Another like Another practical piece. effect. <laughs> the practical effect was when he's like bashing the dead body with the gun. Yeah, stop. That's a really, and the head's, like, really collapsing good effect. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I didn't get a good look at when... At the deer god itself? Oh. Because... The, the director has posted a picture. They like, they know it looks ridiculous. Yeah, and that's why it's very hidden. You get a pretty good look at it's it. It's like a big sausage tube and yeah. just like a cartoon deer head stuck on top. And it's the fact that, at least for me, it ends up being an effective prop 
shows that they knew exactly what they were doing, and they they played with their budget well. They knew where they needed to spend money, and they knew where they could save money and make it work. Because yeah. they, they cashed in on their practical. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, that was the one I didn't really get a good look at, though, was when Francis kills, um, what's his name, that had his arm cut off? And he's like, he told me. Oh, yeah. And he's like, what did you do? I... What what did he what did he do? I didn't get a good look. It was an axe. Oh, he just chopped him right. up. Yeah, I think it was a knife. Yeah, I thought it was. Because he says he slit he slits his throat and he keeps screaming. So then then he I think he just started stabbing. Oh, him just, okay. Yeah. I didn't get a good look at it, but yeah, I thought I thought the gore effects were really well done. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I have I have one that kind of is middle for me, uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit later when we do standout scenes. I think the performances, you have performances that can be very wooden and stilted, and I don't know, they they aren't the greatest, and they definitely, there's something off about all of them, but then you have some scenes where it's honestly some of the best acting I've ever seen, and they they switch in and out of that, and then suddenly you're in a scene where you're like, oh wow, I am completely immersed in this, and what's going on, and then it goes back, you get pulled out of that scene by, like, them wrapping up this monologue or what they're saying, and then somebody else being like, okay, yes. I think, yeah, I think inconsistent. Yeah, the acting was kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. I think that um, if you did this movie, because I, like I like the concept, and I think the story is good, and I actually don't mind the Dear God part of it. I would like maybe more exploration than that, but that's okay. I think if you replaced all of these people with, like, the cast from Annihilation, or the kid, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, this movie is not, this movie is really, and I feel like it's unfair to say this, but this movie is really good for the fact that it is an indie movie. Like, if this movie right. was a big budget movie, it was this, then I would say this movie is not good. But, like, if you if you were able to take this exact same story, concept, execution, etc., whatever, yeah. and put, like, really good performances in it, I think this movie could really, really be a exactly. lot better. Yeah. And I think that's something, I think that's why I like it so much, because I see it for what it is and what it could be. Uh, and the, the performances don't take me in, out of it enough for me to bring it down that much. I think that it would probably be more tense if you had somebody say, Kurt Russell in this role. Um, but, I, and I mean, that is a joke because it is so thingy. Yeah, it is so thingy. But <laughs> him in this role, like, you could... Him playing R.J. McCready would be awesome in this whole same setting. What if... I think I made or the this. deer god. <laughs> Kurt Russell is the deer god? Yeah. Hell yeah. Where were you when I created the stars? <laughs> Hail him. <laughs> That's not Kurt Russell. I lost my Kurt Russell impression. Anyway, it comes and goes. In in the acting piece of this, I think it's I more made of this, a Roger from American Dad. I think I made this comparison in the text group. This movie with better acting is very similar to Hold the Dark. It's a little bit Hold the Dark is a little bit less love Lovecraftian, but um, it's a very similar like cold horror. Um, it's less like cabin fever. I love like, cold horror, by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. just winter horror. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. We should do that at the end of your top three winter horror. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Um, so, I don't know. I, I appreciate what this movie's trying to do. It's not terrible, but it could have been better. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it should be acknowledged that this is... We, I've mentioned the director a bunch of times, uh, but I should probably like say his name for people listening. Uh, Nick Shostakusky, or Nick Shostakusky. It's a whole lot of letters. Sorry, Nick. We'll figure right. it out. Oh, I'll director just Nick. I'll tag him. Uh, I'll tag him on Twitter, and everybody can find him there. This was his debut, and it's pretty good for for this to be yeah, a first feature. Good. It's Damn. fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and he has another movie coming out called Hammer of the Gods. That's about a uh, like hair band. I don't know if they're a hair band, uh, but they're a band that is like hit a rut and they go out into the wilderness and do a bunch of acid and try and like get inspired for a new album. And then the acid starts to make them like not imagine but be able to see like creatures out in the woods. Yeah. So I'm 
I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, the my my biggest issue with the movie is just how the how the performances can be inconsistent and you have some that are incredible and then in other moments they just they're a little stilted and blurry. Yeah. What do you think about the pacing of this movie? Because I know you kinda like the slow burn aspect of mm -hmm. it. I think if you I think if you would not have recommended this movie to it, I don't think I would have finished it. Yeah. Um, you you have to know that there is a payoff. that there's a payoff to it because it does it milks its slow burn. Uh, like it it makes the most of it. What slowly? Slowly <laughs> milking. <laughs> slowly milking the deer god. God damn it. <laughs> Grab life by the antlers. <laughs> Dear delicious. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, the the pacing. This is one. If I'm watching it in the dark past nine p.m., especially if I'm in bed, I I cannot watch it in that setting because I'll just be like, oh, this is so soothing and just nice ambient. It's just, just quiet. Movie. Yeah. It there. Did you notice there is no score in this yeah. movie? Um. Which for me, I, I pop that in what it does well. I think that was a really, really cool choice and it makes it feel very isolated. Uh, but I know for other people that might not work as well. But yeah, if I if I put this on after 9 p.m. and I'm in bed watching it in the dark, I will fall asleep because it's just, and I mean, because it's boring, like I just sit and I watch it and I'm like, oh, ambient winter noises because I love napping on snowy days. And it just... It gives me that same feeling. Yeah. So I have to I have to watch it in a setting where like I can I know I'm going to be up, not up and moving, but like I'm yeah. up for sitting the day. Up, sitting up, yeah. right? Yeah. Rather, what do you think this movie could have done better? Some of the nighttime shooting I thought could have been better. Like they, I I understand like the point of like showing the whole camp, but it was like poorly lit enough that you couldn't even really tell what you're looking at. Yeah, when before the the scene before they finally show the deer god just kind of standing there, uh -huh. I kept being like, I have no idea. Am I supposed to be seeing something? Yeah, Which, and I think that it. That I think was that's done, a point. Yeah, that was an artistic choice, and I think that worked really well. Because even on a rewatch, I can't tell if it's there or not in that scene. Right. Still, but but I know, like, because you know you're supposed to be seeing something at some point. Mm hmm And I was far enough away, and my eyesight's bad enough that I'm like, shit, yeah. I'm missing something. I went back and looked a couple of times, because yeah. I was like, I'm not sure. I don't know. But yeah, I think I just some of the lighting in the nighttime, I, I would have made just either brighter or, of course... Game of Thrones spent fifteen million dollars, and you can see their big fight. So, <laughs> I will say one thing that I think could be cool. I know that it's a slow burn. Um, maybe one payoff in the first like ten minutes, like to like it, it drives someone else crazy, or you see like maybe like the old tribe go crazy, mm -hmm. or like mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Like well, I, I think what could have worked really well is you have. You have one of the workers that they reference that all take off. Uh, you have one of them lose it early Freak on. Out, yeah. yeah, yeah, because they've been in closer contact with this structure, and that could even be why uh, Peter Dinklage man comes up from uh, from the main area and comes to. I don't know. I was gonna say mainland, but it, Canada's still all mainland. Yeah, <laughs> the big part. Yeah, the big part of Canada. Yeah. The part where all the people live. The With the cities and the... Yeah, yeah the border. Where it's like 90% of all Canadians live like... 100 miles. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Canada is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what's all the way up there? not supposed to be up there. Yeah, the big deer gods. <laughs> no wonder they're angry. Like, leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. Canadian deer got actually super polite until you just come and upset his rest. Yeah. That's what this movie's Excuse about. <laughs> it's the only place you can find isolation. <laughs> Alright, anything else this movie did well or could have done better? 
I really like the the decision to do the tracking scene with the where he goes and shoots at yeah, one of the camp. Really that's I like that scene a lot. They did uh, a couple tracking scenes mm-hmm. like that that I really enjoyed. Oh, that was good. Yeah. yeah I agree. Uh, should we go ahead and move on to our standouts? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think mine, I'm going to go with... I, it's going to be kind of like that whole part um, uh, leading up to him going around shooting everyone. Um, with him, like, sitting by the fireplace. Like, when's the last time to sleep? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, when's last time you ate? Don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just, like, you can tell he's losing it. I thought that was really cool and creepy, and then he finally just snaps, and he's just laughing and going around shooting everybody. That's a good thing. Yeah. My, my standout is when... Fran- See, so this does have the thing syndrome where I can't remember which name goes to which person. Uh-huh. But uh, Francis, right? That caves in his skull. With yeah, the has the has no. the. Oh no, no. The um, I'm thinking of when he kills kills the guy because he said he kept telling me. To. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that scene where he kills him, uh, and everybody comes in, and the the fire alarms going off, and for a movie that hasn't had a score now. That's you a have doozy this, of a fire alarm. Yeah, you have this noise. It's uh, just like. It's shattering the silence every few seconds, and uh, so you can't catch your breath while they're trying to figure out, like, what the fuck did he just do? And he's sitting there, and then when he's just like, I would like to go home now, that line, that is the best performance in the movie in that scene for me. Uh, Because when he says he wants to go home, it's like, that is chilling to me. Uh, following everything that had just happened. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of reverting, not like a childlike state, mm-hmm. but he's kind of reverting back to like, I like, I'm so overwhelmed with everything uh-huh. that's going on. Like, I'm just going to shut down. I just, I need to go home. I need to go home. Yeah. Um, I think the standout scene for me, I don't know, like, it's not really a scene, but I actually really liked the Dear God voice. Yeah. And first time you hear the voice, like, telling him to do something. Like, I really, I, I do like the elements of this movie that are like, Descent into madness uh-huh. and like a deity or an alien or something like kind of controlling somebody. Like, I like those elements of it. So, the first time you hear the voice, you're like, oh fuck, there actually is something supernatural here. I, I like that part of it. If Francis's childlike wonder gazing out the window. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I like that part. Um, I thought it was interesting that like. Uh, is it Olsen? Like, the guy who looks like John Bernthal? Yeah. Um, which, if you could have said those guys... Like, I actually thought the Olsen guy did a pretty good job mm-hmm. acting, but if you could have jumped John Bernthal in that spot, that would have been awesome. Um, come on, Nick. Put, <laughs> put John Bernthal Yeah, for your, for your feature <laughs> debut, let's cast John Bernthal. It should be easy. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Like, I liked that spot, and I like where he's, like, kind of being controlled and walking around, but, like, he's aware... Tell he was like, and at the end he's like, like well, at the end is the dear God telling him to blow up the camp, or is he blowing up? No, the I camp think he's blowing. It up. He's blowing the camp up as an act of rebellion to try and break whatever control the dear God has on their camp. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, letdown scenes. Yeah, think about it. Um. I don't know about scenes, but the, the spots where the acting is not very yeah, good uh-huh. does take you out of it. And I, as much as I like like a movie that takes an anthropological anthropological view of what's going on and stuff, I, they spent a lot of time on that. Um, that I think if you would have if you would have done the scare at the beginning or the badness at the beginning and took some of that out, I don't think the movie suffers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what I would change. <clears throat> I, I'm with you, like, I don't really have a scene that doesn't work for me. 
Uh, I think just some of the performances in some scenes don't quite work, uh, but the scenes themselves all kind of pay off for me personally. Um, so I think just shortening up that that intro and that pacing a little bit, and then you have a really if you have a tight ninety on this movie, and uh, and then you throw in like one more event that's about like at the midpoint of that opening tension building. Yeah. I think then you have just an incredibly tight and tense movie. I don't think this movie is far off being really good mm-hmm. for me, personally. Yeah, because, like, I mean, you and I are pretty close on a lot of things, yeah. and I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, so you got our... Did you have a lot down scene? Sorry. I kind of agree with you. You guys said, yeah. Um, nothing really stood out as far as scenes. Um, yeah. You got a down hall. Don Hall Gleason. Nick, in case you're listening, Don Hall is where we pick a, a person <laughs> yeah. in this movie that uh, should have been in it more. Don Hall Gleason should be in every movie a little bit more yes. than he is. My, my Don Hall Gleason is Don Hall Gleason. <laughs> Would have loved to have him in this movie uh, with that John Barenthal casting. That would be Francis. I. Or McNulty. I, I guess I'd say the deer guy. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, I think my pick is the deer guy, just because we can... The the minimalist approach to how much it was in there, I think, worked really well. But then if you have a more a few more hints of what the deer god is earlier, uh, I think that really, really helps him build that tension. So have a few shots of the deer god just even in the background every now and then. I have one more question about the deer god. So okay. there's a point where the deer god is telling somebody to do something. He's like, you did a good thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what that was for? That's when it's, it's when Francis gets like back to his room after, after stabbing the dude. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, that's when the the deer god's like, yeah, great work, man. Yeah. How do you? So I think that's, that's an interesting thing because it's not like you will do this because I'm a supreme being. Mm-hmm. It's like he's trying to convince him that he did a good thing. Yeah. Which I think is an interesting character choice for the dear God, you know what I mean, to try to right. appeal to his, like, inner goodness as to why he should kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, for sure. I just wish I had a little bit more of the dear God's motivations. <laughs> it's fun to talk about, but, like, I think to make the movie better, yeah, let's get a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give me just Dear God and Friends. <laughs> the pack of dear God. Dear's God. Deers. Multiple deer being a god. What if it was like deer a deer god hive mind? What if it's like a deer god comedy and it's like a deer like this with his arms out and it's spelled D E A R God? <laughs> it's, that, uh, it's just that gif of the deer from Adventure Taking Time. Taking your shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> you should just tweet that out. No context. Oh, I will. Alright. Uh. So rating ratings. Yeah, no BuzzFeed. Quiz. We we are not doing a uh, BuzzFeed quiz for this one. We don't want to um, see what kind of deer we are. <laughs> Whitetail. Um, I think this movie is a, a five for me. Okay. Um, I think I had it lower when I originally watched it. It just takes for me. It just took a really long time to get through, and I don't know if it was the mindset I was in or whatever. But I found myself slogging through the first part of this movie, and I really wanted to like it more. I do think the payoff is is good. I think it, it does good. But I think for the amount of time, mm-hmm. I think I was expecting an even bigger payoff. I don't know, like a bigger confrontation or something, or I don't know. But um, this movie with like two or three changes for me personally would probably bring it to like a six or a seven. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that far, but yeah. it's a five for me. Um Similar to your reasoning, but I'm going to go with a six. Um, I didn't think that the build-up was quite as long as you had said earlier in the day, because I watched it last night. Um, I actually thought it got through that first 45 minutes, 40 minutes or mm-hmm. so. I thought it got through pretty quickly. Well, not quickly, but not as long as you yeah. said. Yeah. So <laughs> I wasn't as disappointed by that, but I, yeah, like the payoff was great for me. I might watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's one that benefits from a rewatch. I'm at an eight on it. Uh, I I almost think I go up to a nine when I watch it, like, during the winter. 
Is there say, something that, being say able what to, the thing. Yeah, yeah. Being able to immerse yourself in this setting and this environment, like I watched this and the thing back to back on a day where it, there were like ten inches of snow outside, and it was amazing. You I should had, uh, try cutting your hand off and watching. I should. That's oh my a good gosh. <laughs> but no, I I just I love this movie. Right now on this viewing for me, it was an eight out of ten. Gotcha. So who the hell is this for? This one's tough. If you like this, what else should you watch? Uh, uh, well, the thing. Yeah. Is we've talked about. Right, let's go summer. draft style. Riley can start. Because well, he's starting with the thing. No, let's leave it now. Say since we've all. Are talked we just about the taking thing, the thing leave, off the board? Yeah. Okay. Let's leave it out. Um. Um. Yeah, we'll start this time. Give me a second here. Let me bring up. Something. I mean, I could say hold dark. If no one else comes to okay. Holodark. I said that Go earlier. Uh, Holodark has... Um, fuck, what's his name? He's one of the Skarsgårds. He's like one of the Skarsgård sons. <laughs> uh, he's in it. I'm fucking up all the actors. Uh, the, one of the guys from Westworld, the main guy with the glasses, Bernard. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that actor's name is. I don't either, but yeah, yeah he's good. He's, he's in it. Uh, there's basically like a murder in a small town of a small child, and they think it's wolves. And so he's like a wolf hunter slash author, coming up to like hunt the wolves basically. Yeah. And then you find out it's actually like a much darker story, and it's the it's not horror. Like everybody mm-hmm. in it is pretty much human. I say pretty much because it's not entirely clear at the end. Okay. But it's it's essentially like what living in the cold in Alaska in the winter with the dark would do to a person's psyche if they're by themselves um, or if they're isolated. So it's like what isolation and cold and darkness can do to a person. Um, so it's really, really good. I, it's it's very similar to this movie with really famous actor, acting in it. So that's why I say it's a good okay. comparison. Um, I'm going to go with It Follows. Okay. Kind of a, a thing where people are... That's also in the woods, isn't it? No, no, that one's more... Uh, I'm thinking of it comes at night. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to look at it follows as kind of like a... It's... Because the majority of this movie, like, the bad thing, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll go with that, I guess, for my first one. Uh, my first pick is going to be Annihilation out the gate. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. For the reasons that we talked about, so I won't belabor it. Okay. Jeff, number two pick. I'm trying to think of another good, cold... Horror movie. Ooh, The Grey. Okay. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson gets fucked up by wolves. Nice. Or fucks up some wolves. How do you want to view the movie? Or fucks some wolves. No, he doesn't do that. <laughs> he doesn't do that. <laughs> is he did, Is he canceled? Liam mean, Neeson? Yeah. I, I, I don't know where like, we landed Did that kind of just blow up and like blow yeah. by? Hard to say it's just blown by. We're, we're not going to determine that. Yeah. <laughs> Leave that to the suits in Washington. <laughs> yeah, they know what to do. Cancellation notice issued. <laughs> um, I'll go with uh, I'll go with it. Ah, okay. That's another uh, sinister something controlling people. Yeah. And tormenting people. Gotcha. And I I do it, like there is but an in a, but in a like uh, only you can see me type thing. There, there is an aspect of um, of that cosmic horror with it too mm-hmm. as it yeah. as it progresses. So I, I like that. And there's a cut off hand in it too. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, I had one, but I completely forgot what it. Oh no, I am going to go with Ravenous, uh, the Wendigo movie. Not quite the. It's way way different, but it's a uh, Civil War time. Uh, with uh, with a group of guys who are kind of just like the outcasts and outposts, and then a uh, a Wendigo or Wendigo affected soldier uh, shows up and so kind of starts to take over their camp, uh, and they all get snowed in with him. Uh, so it's very Donner Party esque and just trapped with a madman type of thing. Nice. Um, I like that one for sure. <laughs> Have you seen it? Huh. You you should watch Ravenous. Okay, I'll, I'll put it on my watch list. I hate to do another cold weather movie-ish, but I think I've mentioned this one before. Insomnia is oh, yeah. a Christopher Nolan. It's in Alaska, and Al Pacino is a cop 
that has, has trouble. He comes up to investigate a murder. He has trouble um, adjusting to the long hours. It's in the summer in Alaska when it's light all the time, and so he can't get any oh, sleep. Fuck. And so uh, he like starts to kind of hallucinate and like not be able to see things or process things correctly. Like basically, as soon as he arrives, he like can't sleep at all. Mm-hmm. And so like the rest of the time that he's there, he's like trying to investigate this murder. And uh, Robin Williams is a bad guy, which I think again I think I've talked about this on multiple pods, so I will try to not keep bringing this movie up. But please see Insomnia if you okay. haven't seen it. Hell yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see, Cabin Fever-ish, set in the cold. Isn't there a movie called Cabin Fever? Well, yeah, is, but it's it's not a winter horror. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Misery. Ooh. Ooh shit. Interesting. He can't, because he can't leave, right? Right, because his legs are broken, so he's stuck there. Uh, she kind of comes and goes, and she wants, but... Yeah, and she's kind of like forcing him to write that novel. All right. I So I had, as we were talking, you said Alaska, and I was originally going to say The Void because it's it's another low-budget indie that really dives into, uh, dives into that Lovecrafty cosmic horror, but you, you mentioned Alaska, and to keep with the cold-weather horror theme, I have to go 30 days a night. Because mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, just trapped in a small town in Alaska, uh, surrounded by vampires for just a month long, and it's essentially just a siege movie. I love that movie, and I think if you like that and like like this for the winter horror trapped in a cabin type elements, you'll really like 30 Days a Night. Also, I don't think anybody that would have seen this would have not seen 30 Days a Night. So... <laughs> From this whole list, just reverse engineer everything we've said. If you liked any of those, go watch Black Mountain Sun. There we go. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this has been episode 34 of uh, Who the Hell is This For? Thank you for listening. 